What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuf71, and your auditory canals are locked into episode 119 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, I got my partners in crime. First up, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, dude? Uh, not much. Just happy Easter to everybody. Um, unfortunately, I will not be spending time with my uh, with my gaming stepson, uh, though I did spend you know quality time with him last last uh last weekend so we'll be talking about all that family time that we had and in the hopes that you know he was satiated um <laughs> hope this takes the place of uh child support because i think he's old enough to take care of himself however um we did we did play some games together and, and i cannot wait to share that in our uh what we've been playing section so um so yeah joe it was good seeing you. You've grown into a fine young gamer. <laughs> God forbid at my age. God forbid. So. And that voice of lament that you just heard was none other than Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, trying to, I just got my second vaccination shot like a few hours ago so mm. so i'm i'm, I'm waiting i'm waiting to feel the feels <laughs> so, <laughs> to feel the feels well i hope it's not like terrible and and you're able no, to... I'm, I'm hoping not either you know it's like you know i i got done i went to go pick up a few groceries just in case i feel like crap tomorrow and or later on today <laughs> and uh i'm anticipating something that it's like okay you know it's like uh, hope, i'm hoping the for the best though drop, huh? yeah <laughs> I, I just popped a, a eight hundred milligram Motrin, or so. I think I got enough in my system to ward off whatever. So we'll see. So yeah, I think I think it'll do okay. I mean, yeah. it just it just really depends. Uh, a friend of mine uh, just got his earlier. Uh, just got his yesterday, and um, today he's feeling just a little um, tired. So so yeah. so yeah. I mean, definitely fatigue is one of the main. Um, one of the main side effects that people are reporting. So, so you're most likely going to feel fatigued. Definitely take some um, uh, ibuprofen or something to really kind of help help that pain. And I um, hope you didn't get it on the arm that you sleep on because it's going to feel like you got hit hit by a kicked by a mule or hit by a Mack truck. As those are some of the people what people are saying about how it feels. So just on the second one, it. or are you talk about the first one. Uh, the or second both? one. Actually, it's both because of, because there's there's a pain at the side of an injection. So gotcha. Yeah, the first one actually it wasn't too bad. I've gotten a flu shot one time in my in my long life that <laughs> I had lots of pain from. So yep. uh, that first that first COVID shot was like, eh. yeah, eh. it's like a gnat gnat bite or something. I was gonna say something else, but I'm not gonna. Say. <laughs> yeah, that's Probably. why I ain't messing with none of that stuff. Mm, so mm -mm. I ain't taking it. All righty. So <laughs> with that, well, how are you doing other than your, uh, your, your, your COVID, uh, 
Everything's good, man. Everything's DNA good. changing vaccination shot that you took. Uh, yeah, I could go on. My cat's sick right now, but I'm trying to wean him to good health, and he's doing okay right now. I just got to see if, if he, he's 15 years old. He's getting up there in age, and you know, it's he's like you know, yeah. Between the visit this week and the visit three weeks ago, I've thrown down like about <laughs> about maybe three fourths of an OLED. I would say mm, so. Yeah. <laughs> You can't compare it though. Sounds about I right. I know, I know, but yeah, it it doesn't matter. And in the end, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm willing to spend it if I'm able to, you know, like you know, make sure his quality of life is good and whatnot. So, yeah, so right right now, I'm playing like the like you know, keep an eye every time I open the door to go outside to make sure he's not bucking and running and <laughs> trying to go out. So, I have to monitor um I have to monitor his uh, poop basically so and i don't want him to go try to go poop outside so i'm sure he's stir crazy poor you know it yeah mm. poor, poor meow meow i know he's like damn you joe <laughs> yeah gaming wise uh now we'll talk about what we've been playing in a minute uh uh but uh you know it's like i've kind of gotten rid of the like you know i'm gonna go grab every game on clarence itch that i've had and like years past it's like i know monster hunter iceborne the deluxe edition was on clarence at target for the xbox and it's like uh, why am i buying this for the xbox I, the thought did come to my head but i fought those urges i did not go i am trying to you know make sure when i buy a game i'm gonna play it you know all those wonderful equations in my head i'm trying to do that math no more so mm, okay Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. First topic well, how on you, the. How have you been, Kev? Everything's good with you? Oh, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just busy. Uh, but our first topic on our docket, as always, is going to be the playlist. So let's go with uh, let's go with Dez. What you been playing, man? Oh, wow. Um. This has been a very interesting... So the last time that we spoke, a few things have changed. Um, main, mainly two things. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise came out, and I have uh, basically been playing that nonstop for, for quite a while. It is a fantastic game. Um, I really, really enjoy um, what we've been playing so far. I think it is... Um, a return to, I don't want to say it's a return to, um, oh, what would the word be? I don't want to say it's a return to classic Monster Hunter because it is not. I think it is a mix between classic Monster Hunter, um, and Monster Hunter, uh, world. I think they took the, the, um, cost of, or the, 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 the ease of living kind of, things they introduced in world and then brought it into uh this game yet still managed to maintain its um individuality with with the wire bugs with uh getting new move sets that you can add in uh changing up the move sets so that they are similar but different uh than the ones that they had in world um you can and i know that you know joe's probably going to say well you know they were they were pretty much uh, written at this or uh, created at the same time, or they're working at it the same time simultaneously. And while I get that, I do think that you know they might have taken 
uh, inspiration from what World had and might have tweaked it a little bit. Um, so while while this had the wire bugs and the and the clutch claw were were still separate, somewhat separate ideas. I don't think that they were created in a vacuum, and I can definitely see there were um, there similarities, but but how they operate is completely different. Um, and I th- I think there is a there is a learning curve getting used to the wire bugs and and how to use that within your within your weapon combos. And I've been reading a lot of various different um, weapon combo type guides in order to see which weapon I want to use because for every every game I try to mix up and practice a different weapon um, uh, because my normal go-to weapon is the sword and shield. I am a sword and shield main. I love the sword and shield. I think it has the versatility and the movement uh, that I like to 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 use when I'm playing. Um, and I've just really been been uh, liking it. But I've also found that the bow has been uh, really good as well. So I've tried yeah. using the bow. And um, I'm thinking that that's been really fun for me. So um, those two are the two weapons that I've really been really been trying to kind of kind of um, getting used to. Um, I'm thinking about trying to do the switch axe as a third, and then um, those three will be the ones that I kind of rotate in and out depending on like who I'm playing with, if, if I'm playing solo, if I'm playing in a group or, 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 or the like, you know, I think those are the, um, those are the, the, the ones that really kind of um, speak to me. Uh, as far as the armor, I, I think the, 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 the armor looks good. I think it looks good on the, on, on the switch. It looks like, um, it looks like a classic Monster Hunter that was on the PSP, but it's not as jagged. Like the anti-aliasing on the side isn't as bad. I think it definitely is. I feel it's really pushing um, the, the 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 hardware. You know, trying to look as good as it can. It will never look as good as as World. That's just something we have to just you know accept and move on from. Um, and that's okay. I'm enjoying this this look. I'm enjoying the themes. I like that they're taking uh, this ancient Japanese kind of kind of motif with it, with ninjas and samurais and 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 stuff. Even the um, even uh, Magnamalo looks kind of like a like a, a Chinese dog or a, a foo dog a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm really I'm I'm really liking the new monsters. Um, uh, I do think that it's weird that you hit the um, you 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 auto pick everything from uh, a gathering site. That was a kind of weird thing. I know they're trying to get you really keep you in the action and moving around, so you're not spending a ton of time uh, farming and looting for stuff. Although I kind of liked that, so part of me is kind of like, can't we just continue to do that? So there, there's certain things that in it that are kind of weird, and and other things that I'm kind of okay with. I really like the Palamutes and the um, and the Palicos, um, though I really haven't played by myself. All the times that I've played has been in a group, so I've really only been able to play with the Palamute. I know I can take the 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 Pal- uh, I know I can take the um, Palico with me, but I just haven't yet. And um, but 
I think it plays smoothly. I some of the things that I do not like, I do not like that you can only have four people in a group. I think that's weird. I really wish that they allowed you to have more. Um, and I guess that's just a limitation of of the hardware. Um, it's the online structure that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Those, like I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the online structure for it. I wish there was more. One thing I do like about it is that because there's only four, everyone can go on their own missions. And if you miss, if you if you finish a mission before someone else, then you can jump into their mission and help them out with no penalties for joining the quest late. I think that's a great addition. Um, and I don't know, just 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 the general mechanics. I, oh oh, and then you like the voice. It's like we're 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 using Discord to talk to people. And that's that that was just i mean it's not bad but i do wish that it was uh I, I wish there was some kind of integrated voice in the nintendo hardware in order to allow in order to allow like seamless like chatting and stuff and discord really has come in handy uh for us to be able to do that and communicate with people and it's not it, it's not a bad fix but i just wish that it was all encompassing the fix i wish everything was all encompassing like it is on on the playstation 5 um but other than that, I think it's a fantastic game. I'm really enjoying playing it. I'm enjoying uh, fighting. Um, I do feel that some of the monsters seem to be a little bit easier than, than they were before. I don't know if that's just because I've been playing uh, four-player and or or I'm, because I'm a veteran player, I just know what to look for. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a god player or anything like that. I'm not a speedrunner, but it, I do think that some of, the, some of the enemies do feel a little bit easier. Um, but other than that, I'm going to, uh, I know I've been playing some other stuff, but I figured we could talk about Monster Hunter and then I can just come back to it because there's no sense in us, you know, going through and then, cause I know we've all been playing it. So I figured we should just talk about Monster Hunter first and then. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, so Joe, I know you're one to chomp in the bit because you and I have mostly been playing together. Um, uh, so what is your thoughts? I mean, do you echo my sentiments or do you have something that's different or? Uh, I've been, you know, I actually took the time the last couple of nights to do the single player. And I was talking to Kev before we started recording that uh, the uh, village rank and whatnot, as far as hunter rank from the offline and off online are two separate things as far as between the village and then the, the hub on there. And, uh, you know, I was having issues with the uh, wire bug at first. But when I was over your place last weekend, I mean, when you said to me, hey, just hit the uh, uh, ZR button on there, and it kind of clicked after that. And um, I've been getting really good with at least um, using the, uh, I think it's you hit, hold the A button to do that kind of dangling in the midair kind of move yeah, where you just like yeah, kind of. I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, so it's like. You literally, I'll jump off a particular cliff. I will go ahead and hold the A button to go ahead and, you know, dangle in midair, and then I'll use my wire bug. And if I have three, obviously, I'm going and do, doing that. And then holding the R button has really been a really a good thing because that's when you start scaling the side of a particular mountain or whatever you're on. And then, obviously, once you're out of of stamina then it's a point that you kick off and then you're able to go ahead and throw your wire bug again and then obviously run out your stamina by holding r again to scale up uh the particular mountains yeah. and so it's just been really easy to traverse where before in the demo i thought it was just kind of clunky 
And even at the beginning of the game, there is this particular wire bug, this great wire bug. You pick right in the back of camp to go up. And I always do every mission on the first world because of the fact that there's a mining spot right there on the top. And I was having a tough time trying to just scale the little dog mountain because it's a, like a little mountain that's shaped like a, a dog that's right in the back. <laughs> and uh, uh, But as far as I've been really been enjoying it so far, um, I enjoy playing the single player just to go in and just learn the maps a little bit more. Uh, I opened up the second camp in the ice uh, world on there. I think the little touches, especially the like the little intro to each area and each monster, I, I love the um, Japanese aesthetic that they took with it. <laughs> on there uh it reminds me very much of monster hunter portable third on the psp that never yeah. came out here and i played it a little bit because the, the, it was fan translated into english and i think way back when we had modded psps and we were um basically every time i saw that there was an update with additional text for that game i went ahead and you know obviously got the patch and was you know playing around with it a little bit but that was one of the, one of the games that came out like right after monster hunter uh freedom unite <laughs> and uh monster hunter 3 on the wii that uh i think it can't, even came out after the monster hunter 3 try on the wii that you know, I just wish this game came out in the U.S. And so the thing that Rise is doing, it kind of takes a lot of the motif from that game and puts it into this game. So, so, but yeah, it's 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 really good. I think it takes some elements of the portable Monster Hunters prior to World, and like you stated, uh, kind of mixes in enough of the modern conveniences. I'm really curious to see how it's going to look on PC next year once the PC version does come out. So. And the uh, and the rumored uh, high def switch. So yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, we haven't really talked about the high def switch again. We talked about the first rumor, but not the second rumor with the DSS, DLSS, and all the other stuff. And that's uh, what made me cancel. I did have a Monster Hunter Switch pre-ordered, uh, you know, and I was all rooting, tooting for it. But you know, obviously paying for Meowth's care and. Plus, me coming up to visit you the same weekend it came out, I wasn't sure if there was going to just be left at my door the day I left to come and visit you. So, and it's like, why spend almost 400 bucks on a system where I know I'm going to buy the Switch HD like day one? I'm going to be all hunting for it because, you know, I, I can't have those low res textures. That's mm. <laughs> so, and that's why uh, you're adopted. You know it. <laughs> that's why I'm abused. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, I've been enjoying it so far. It's 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 enough so we stopped like, you know, playing Borderlands three, even though we're on it for a hot minute and um even Outriders has been kinda like, you know, kinda just on off on the side with all the server problems the last couple of days, you know, just like eh, you know. I'll probably but uh, yeah, World um, Monster Hunter Rise is uh, very, very good and I can't wait to play with our community as well. So So Kev, what you, what's... Kev? Yeah. Uh, well, I've been playing offline. Uh, I haven't been playing a whole lot of it, but the time that I have been playing is offline because uh, I've been caught up doing my side project and getting content ready to launch the site. And I'm still fighting with those damn apps trying to get a logo created. And it's like the more I do it, the more I think I'm just for this one, the first one just to get up and going is just pay somebody to do it. 
at this point. But um, that has taken up the lion's share of my free time. But when I do have game time, uh, it's I have been playing World. I am uh, mission level three mission, so I'm at a level three for the offline village, whatever they call that. And uh, the last mission I did was I killed that uh, crazy Kizu or Great oh, Kizu or. Yeah, yeah. So I fought I fought him. Um my overall impressions of the game is I'm I'm liking it a little bit better now than I did the demo. Cause I honestly after playing the demo, I honestly wasn't sure if I was going to get the game. The I don't I'm still not wild about the those grappler bugs, but I'm I'm kind of learning how to to utilize them in the weapons that I'm using. Um, I'm not using any ranged weapons, so I'm only working with well, mostly I'm working with the charge blade because I'm I'm charge blade for life probably. Uh, in world, I was I was captain I was captain bow in world, although I did use the charge blade some, and then I switched to light bow gun but i think in this game i'm just gonna go with the charge blade and probably the great sword and trying trying to work with those two because they're their impacts and they're not their move sets are not similar but but their effect on the monsters is kind of similar in a way um but i don't know the those those grappler bugs i don't know i i i'm not a fan of the vertical traversal in the game I'm, I'm just not i mean when i get to a point and when and it comes to some of the parts that i and again the only thing i have to compare this to is world so uh the way world does the map leagues better than the map that's in 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 rise um in the real-time map none of the icons are visible so i gotta stop what i'm doing go into the map, look at whatever detail to find what I'm looking for. Oh, okay, that's where it is. Okay, and then I should then try and run there. I mean, when you're hunting, like, clearing out small monsters and whatnot, those little red dots or green dots show up. But then when I get there, oh, well, you're on top of whatever it is you're supposed to be hunting or gathering. Oh, I must have to go up. And then I wind up going up, and there's nothing up there you know, or I, I can't climb all the way up because I either don't have enough, I don't have that third bug, and it's, eh, I, I could do without the vertical traversal in, in the game. I like the more grounded approach that World has as far as uh, resource gathering. I think World respects your time much, much better because you have that uh, botanical garden that you can build up. And in and in rise, I'm going and I have to do I have to gather the stuff. Or at least if there's an option to 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 either have Palicos go gather stuff for you or grow you know grow a garden in this game, I haven't opened it up yet. But right now, yeah, I ain't wild. A, hmm? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, Kev. I'm sorry. There's oh. a buddy farm I just opened up last night. Um, I'm like under rank two in the town, but uh, there's like no uh, kind of guideposts that send you there. You just kind of have to roam and find it 
yourself. It's a, it's like one of the exits of town, and then you basically open the thing where you're sending the ship out for resources and for rare items, and then also you could level up your palicos and palamutes, so you're able to hire like more than the base cat and dog you start out with, that you're able to hire a whole cachet of... <laughs> of uh animals on here uh that you could you know swap out and send out for resources as well so okay i did find that but i everything was grayed out i couldn't use anything on there that's uh, because you have to you have to hire additional dogs and cats that's yeah. the reason why so you hire all these extra people and you send them out to do things. They're, they're your mousenaries and your and your trader for the Argus. So the mousenaries go out and they fight on your behalf in various different regions. Regions, and after every hunt, you go back and you can get items. Then they send back items for you, and then they usually go for like either four or five different rounds, and then they get back and you can get all that resources. And then the the other guy with the Argosy actually gets in a little. He, they get in a little submarine and they go off and they go to different islands and get you stuff that way. And everything takes place while you're off on hunts. And when you come back, you got to go to your, um, you got to go to um, the buddy, the buddy shrine, and it'll tell you. Yeah, it took me a minute to realize that's what I needed to do as well because I was steady looking for a for a farm or someplace to do it. So yeah, they completely took the farm system out. At least at least right now, I haven't seen any farms or anything. That's why I was just like, oh, okay, this is the whole new system, you know, to get it. Like you literally have to hire these animals to go out and do all this stuff for you. So it's a little it's a little weird, you know, and it took me a minute to get get to it and and yeah i do agree i didn't see any tutorials of how to do that and maybe it's it's supposed to do it in the game but if but you're farther than i am in the game doing the the hub missions i'm not all the i'm i've only been doing the um online missions with folks so my 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 actual uh town missions are really really behind like i haven't even started them so it's weird that they wouldn't tell you about this place or something. I don't know. Well, so, you know, yeah. uh, you'll get a little notification say, hey, uh, someone wants to talk to you. And then I looked on my map and it said buddy, farm buddy, shrine or whatever it was. And I uh, wasn't able to warp there. And basically because of the fact that there's a cin cinematic that will show once you figure out where it's at on here it's literally just down the road from where your little like uh home is at uh when you talk to the, ex the experienced hunter talking about wire bugs and it's just right down that road it's literally just there it's just i never bothered to go that way until last night and that that's when i found that the all the stuff was there on there wound up uh, hiring some more uh palamutes and palicos and kind of go from there sent my first cat out in the submarine on there of course i send them out and it's like i was like <laughs> wasn't able to select the item i was probably better to look for i was like i was like sending sending them out looking for herbs or something like that so i just let it go on there but it's kind of similar to prior games in the series where you're able to uh uh hire dogs and cats to do your bidding basically or mm. in the prior games you're able to hire additional cats you know you dealt with uh, like a uh cat slave trader almost in a way hey. like, you know it's like a cat razor or whatever you want to call her you know so yeah and i also think it's really cute that when you're riding your pal palamute you can do uh you can do like 
uh, drifting with your dog. It's hilarious, but yeah, I, I found that out. There's a lot of stuff to learn about in this game, but it's just kind of silly. Yeah, yeah, because I I found that place just by happenstance. I just walked. Oh, where where does this road go to? And then that's where I found the 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 ship trader. But I didn't know where to where to how to get stuff started to gather resources. So because everything was grayed out, so I guess I'll just have to go and and walk around in that area a little bit more. But I mean. I have to, I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be in this game for the long term, meaning that I don't think I'm going to do like the in-game stuff. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's just not really holding me like World did. I mean, it's fun, uh, but I don't know. Like, I was really, I really looked forward to everything that World threw at me. And I thought World respected my time, at least better than rise is doing at this moment because i now i now i you know i have i'm thinking to myself okay now i gotta put a resource gathering suit together so i can go and, and get these mushrooms and get that you know i i just want to fight monsters you know i don't want to go and do all this insulary stuff so you know, I don't. I don't know. It, it, it it's a fun game. I'm glad I bought it, but I don't think I'm going to be in at in it nearly as long as I was with World. So you know, mm. I'll, I'll just play through it and try the online. enjoy it for what it is. And you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, and that's another thing. Getting into the online was confusing to me because I played one. I played a little bit with you guys and. It's like, well, you have to talk to the cat standing on top of a mailbox to get in. It's, you know, it, it's just, it, you know, not that Monster Hunter World was exactly easy to start an online thing. But, once, you know, I guess it's one of those things where you, where you do it, you get used to how it works. And I, I don't know, I just, I just, I just get World. I don't quite get this. I don't quite get Rise, and I don't know if that's going to change as the more I play through it. But it is what it is for me at that at this point with the game. I mean, I don't dislike it. I'm going to at least finish the game proper, and you know, roll credits on it. But am I going to do the in-game stuff? Uh, I don't know. Okay, and that's that's definitely fair. So, um, so the other games that I've been playing, um, I played, uh, Outriders, picked it up and started playing it. Um, and I'm sure we can have a, you know, discussion about that, the three of us, uh, because I think we all picked it up. I'm not sure if all of us have played it. I know that I Joe, and I, yeah, I know that Joe and I played it. So, um, so I'll keep it brief. It really just starts off exactly where you left off. Like it really does. They give you some. They give you some nice kind of extras um, in your in your in your uh, stash, some uh, some weapons and some armor in your stash. That's like level ten to kind of get you going. And I thought that was kind of cool. But other than that, it's pretty much the same game. Although they did take out the mo- motion blur, the shaky camera angle is is definitely lessened. Um, I don't know. And also, it feels kind of different. Um, 
I don't feel I, I started the I, I literally deleted everybody and started over. So all that grinding we did was just for fun, I guess. Because I, I never got a legendary and I was just like, whatever. And then you can't transfer the materials you got or anything over to someone else. Uh, so they're, they're character locked, but I think you can stash your weapons and whatnot that you had, but I figured, nah, I'm just gonna go through it again. So I started over with the Pyromancer, and that's who I'm rocking, and, uh, and we'll just see how it goes. Um, I know that I'll be playing that with Joe, and hopefully Kev, you'll get back into it, and then we'll, we'll, we'll be playing that, and maybe we can get our pseudo-destiny fix, but... But um, yeah, but you literally start off exactly where you where you start on. Like all my characters are there, we're, we're there, um, and it literally like it just seemed like all you had to do now was talk to Yakov, the, the the guy that you save and all that, and you go off into the next level, so to the next area or wherever. Uh, but I started over. Uh, we started over, uh, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. Joe, anything to add? Uh, well, I just I just decided to start over with you, but I fired up a trickster because that was the only character class I hadn't um, played with in the demo on that. And uh, I noticed that there was more enemies in the early stages from the yeah, demo. Yeah, there were. <laughs> yeah, so it's like... Yeah. After, after a while, it kind of got old hats. Like, okay, don't go here. Okay, kill this guy. Okay. It's like, because we're rinsing and repeating with different characters when we're playing the demo. But there's a little extra care, I think, or difference between the demo and the final game on here. So, and you know, it's, it's still that uh, pseudo Destiny, pseudo Red Faction, double uh, A jank mixed in with some like ga good old gas Destiny slash Division. A gameplay on that so and i don't mind it being like red faction because i love red faction so yeah i think the game is fine you know and that and i think for me and i know that joe was you know laughing about it being a uh being like what do you say it's being like uh sci-fi sci-fi channel stuff yeah like you and know, i'm like crunch. i'm fine with that I'm fine yeah. with that. I'm like, whatever it is. Yeah, so. I, I, you know, I don't need every game to be an Oscar-winning, like, you know, novel, like, change my life kind of experience. You yeah. Know? There's there's room in the world for, uh, like, a, the potato chip of gaming. You know, it's like, you know, yeah. potato chip with the extra whiz-dang do, you know. Yeah, give me, give me my, uh, my, my kettle chips. I'm good. So, yeah. Cajun this ruffles. Is <laughs> this is definitely uh, kettle chips, so... Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, the only other thing that I've been playing, and, and I know we, we can probably talk about this a little bit later, but uh, I also got a gaming PC. I bought a pre-built. I know that some of our people are going to be like, why'd you get a pre-built? Ah, you know, but I got one, and and it's not bad. I think it's, um, I have been um, enjoying what I have so far. I do think one of the questions I'll probably ask in the future is, um, how will I upgrade it? Because it needs to be upgraded. I got a pretty... I got a decent one. Um, and so for that, when Joe was over, he shared his Steam library with me. And so I took, I downloaded some games, um, but a couple of games that I've been playing on this new, this new system as I'm trying to understand it more um, is uh, Grim Dawn, which is by the makers of Titan Quest and which we played, you know, ad nauseum, <laughs> but we've enjoyed it. And I'm playing Grim Dawn. And so Joe and I are probably going to start playing that game. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, getting the resolution right and and you know so it's not too small and not too big and being able to adjust the UI and 
and finding games that I can use with the controller has been interesting. The controller support has been fantastic. I played I play with a Xbox controller, um, and I and I have it plugged in because the 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 cord is long, super long. And Joe tried to work at it to see if we were able to get it synced up through Wi-Fi, but we were or not uh, Bluetooth, but we weren't, and that's totally fine. I don't sit that far away from my tel- I mean, I do sit far from television, but I the the cord is long enough to reach me with ease, so it's definitely not a problem. So I'm happy that I'm getting some use out of some Xbox thing, whether it's a peripheral or not. <laughs> Xbox. I, I love that I'm getting some use out of it. So thank you, Xbox, for that. But but um and I've been playing Magic Legends uh, because I'm a huge Magic the Gathering fan and um just wanted to play Magic the Gathering um and try this out. Uh but and it's a free play game which is kind of a bomb bomb because uh I really was hoping that it wasn't a free player game because I was hoping that I would have to pay money for it, and the fact that I would get a much better game—it's just mediocre at this point. I'm tr- and it's it's mediocrity ra- with with a few good ideas, and that's the problem. Is um, the few good ideas are be are, are going to be drowned out by its mediocrity, and that's sad. That's really sad. So, but I'll continue to play it because it's free, and I'll see and I'll see how it goes. But so far, I've been really enjoying my gaming pc um and i just had to stop being i guess future phobic is that what it's called or 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 when you're when you're kind of worried about like change or gaming changes or something and so so we'll see i downloaded borderlands the first one and started playing that and sometimes you should never go back because <laughs> that game is that game is rough like and I, and of course in the time that it came out, it was probably, you know, amazing, fantastic. But after playing newer games, like you just can't go back. So will I continue to play that? Probably not, but it was fun so far to see, you know, play its roots for a while. But other than that, that's really all that I've been playing. And so, uh, Kev, I'm going to kick it over to you, buddy. What are you playing? Uh, well, I've been playing, you know, working on my side project, as I mentioned, but other than, Monster Hunter Rise, the only other game that I played a little bit of was Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, I had mentioned, I think I can't remember if it was last episode or the episode before, I said I'm going to try and use a pad with fighters. And I actually started doing that. And, you know, it wasn't, I, I don't know exactly what I was expecting. I, I didn't expect the learning curve to be quite as smooth as it was. Um, oh. That's good. I'm not proficient at it by a long shot. Uh, instant dashes are kind of because my issue with it was I was wondering, I was hoping that instant dashes, instant air dashes rather, would be easier to execute on the pad as opposed to the stick. I can do them pretty consistently when I'm on the right side of the screen, but when I'm on the left side of the screen, it's a little bit. Uh, my instant air dashes are a little bit off. Uh, if you, for anybody who's played Arxis Works games before, or have played anime type fighting games of from any of any type, the instant air dash is really critical. A really critical mobility um, move to ma- that you need to master to get any kind of proficiency in the game. And it's very, very important in fighters. So I'm trying to find or utilize tools that may, will make that journey a little bit easier. And it wasn't, you know, 
I, I I think it may be a little bit easier on the pad, but maybe not. I'm not 100% sure. The only thing that I have to get used to is using my thumb because now I'm using my thumb to rapidly press these face buttons and more times than a little, I just overshot the face button and wind up hitting the uh, the touchpad, which is a no-no. <laughs> so mm. that... That ex that that would execute some other you know some other function uh, that I wasn't trying to do. So I have to be cough, careful about uh, my using my thumb rapidly uh, across the face buttons in a in a fighting game. But I'm gonna keep when I when I when I can I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working with it and seeing if it's a if I feel that it is just as viable as the arcade stick. Or or not, um, I started messing around with that. I went on Amazon. I started looking at arcade sticks for what, and I have no idea why. And you know, they have one from. Um, uh, gosh, I was just, uh, it, I was, I was about it. it it's 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 from a well known uh, controller company. Quamba? No, not Quamba. I've got uh, Quamba. It's not Quamba. It's an. It's. uh, they they make the Hayabusa for the oh, for the last Hori yeah Hori's got one that I was just looking at it and I was like ooh that looks good <laughs> because it's got it it has all of the uh, the network support meaning party support so you can uh, still use your your headphone jacks with it and it's easily moddable and it's got Sanwa buttons pre-installed I think. No, it's got Hori buttons pre-installed, but it's got like the latest generation of Hori buttons. And some folks are saying that they're just as good, if not at not better than the uh, Sanwas or the Sumitsus. So they're they got their button game on point. So I'm looking at that. I'm like, eh, should I use some of my Biden bucks to buy this? Uh, <laughs> so what what pattern uh, are you rocking right now? Uh, I'm just using the I'm just using the standard PS5 pad. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. maybe you picked up a like a fight pad or something. No, no. I, I don't think I'm going to do that because I haven't found of uh, uh I had a Hori fight pad from I guess it came out like maybe midway through the PS4's life cycle, and that that digital pad is atrocious. It 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 I didn't like that at all. That bad, huh? Yeah. Didn't like it at all. So I'm going to see how that's going to work. Um, but I'm still I'm enjoying fighters. I'm working with Teen Gohan, uh, base Goku and um, Jiren. So that's my initial startup team. So I'm learning how they work together as a, as a squad, and uh, you know, spending what little time I have to game uh, in the lab, working out the uh, working out the uh, synchronicity of that squad. So. That's pretty much all I've been doing the past couple of weeks. So I'm going to pass the mic to Joe. What you been playing, bro? Okay. Well, pretty much uh, we've covered almost everything <laughs> between Monster Hunter Rise and uh, whatnot. Uh, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, I would like to add, I forgot to add that I'm actually switching up just like you, Des, and you, Kev, I'm playing different weapons. And so it's like. Nothing too unfamiliar to me, though. I'm doing longsword and a little bit of dual blades. 
on here. Um, I did pick up like the beginner switch axe, but I haven't really played around with it. I've been enjoying the um, option in the menu in Rise to set your like one your like finishing move. I don't know if you guys have been playing around with that. Once you gain additional powers, to be able to set your finisher on there, uh, but uh, there is ways to go in and actually switch your particular move set with a particular weapon. Oh, you mean like so. your switch skills? Is that what you're talking about? Um, talk about where like, at the end, like uh, like with my longsword, I do a dive and then I just um, dive like uh, straight down into the monster. And it, it, you actually go to your uh, item box and there's an option in the item box in the menu selection there to actually select your finisher with the weapon that you have. And so depending mm. if you have like a, like dual blades on or a long sword or a switch axe, uh, there's, there's different moves you're going to wind up picking up and giving an option to be able Dude, to Dude, I never that. even so, noticed that. Yeah. It, that. it explains it to you, but unless you're paying attention and, and reading the tutorial windows, you know, it's like... I just I find it cool because, uh, you know, I have one with my um, longsword where I just do this dash and I do these, like, three quick strikes and kind of glide on there. But I alternate between that and the uh, vertical slash down. And depending on uh, the monster we were fighting uh, in the online, I was actually switching it up to make sure on there. And you, you continuously can do the move. It's just... It's like kind of modding your move set a little bit with it. Mm. So you see using a longsword, huh, Joe? Yep. Should we come into Weeboo? Okay. <laughs> I'm not compensating for anything, sir. Thank you. <laughs> if I was going to compensate for something, I'd be rocking the great sword, you know, because that thing is wow. so, huge. <laughs> so Okay. Well, too much insight. So uh, I know. So long. <laughs> You can be my not only my gaming step but stepdad, but my uh, gaming what uh, psych psychologist, the gaming psychologist over here. No, I just have to sit down and have a talk with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were playing Borderlands Three quite a bit, uh, not this week, but the week prior. So uh, Desmond's been rocking his uh, Zane, and I've been rocking Moe's on there, and uh, yeah, really good combination. Yeah, we've been uh, we're kind of up where we were before with Desmond's ten million characters and in my Ugh. flack. <laughs> How dare you? How dare, How dare you? I? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we were up to that point, and we probably haven't progressed from this that point since uh, Rise has come out, and since uh, I visited Desmond last weekend. So um, we haven't played Borderlands since then. I'm actually looking forward to going back to it and dabbling with it a little bit. So. I don't want to lose the plot. I want to continue to finish the campaign at least. So, okay. And uh, other than that, that's pretty much been it. I know I I did play some Dragon Quest Eleven a couple weekends ago, but uh, I've not fired up the uh, Series X at all for no reason. You know, I, I keep queuing up my Game Pass games, but uh, it seems like I'm just not in it to win it for whatever reason. So. And that's me. Okay. All right. Well, our next topic on the docket is going to be the main event. So, Des, you got the mic, man. All righty. So, um, 
as always, I want to say thank you so much for everyone who takes the time to uh, respond to our main event and actually add something to it. We really appreciate that. And for this uh, main event, we wanted to kind of you know push it forward uh, because there's a lot of gaming podcasts out there, and I know that you know we're not the only one that you most likely listen to. And if we are, thank you. Uh, but there are a lot of other really good, ta- really great, and talented. Uh, people out there creating you know content for our favorite hobby and so we wanted to ask our listeners to kind of pay it forward so our question was uh what are your favorite gaming podcasts podcasts youtubers or streamers i want to share the love with others about uh our your favorites and on our next a podcast let us know your comments below and we had some people come in and uh and share some of their share some of their they're fantastic ones. I know at the end, uh, we're going to uh, share some of ours. Uh, so Gerald uh, fr- uh, from um, from our Discord says, uh, I mean, besides you guys, of course, I also listen to Bad Fodder Figures, IGN's podcast Unlocked, uh, Gamer Tag Radio, GH Radio, IGN's Beyond Podcast, uh, Giant Bombcast, CA, CA or CAGcast, uh, I know I know what you're saying. That is a lot of podcasts. But to be fair, I work at a hospital at a microbiology department. In the microbiology department, everyone does their own work, uh, so I'm not being bothered. I can totally agree with that. Um, I work in the health field, uh, in the nonprofit field, and I've had to go to the lab you know, to do stuff and to drop off uh, testing specimens and whatnot, and it's pretty funny. Um, because I always walk in there and it's always these, you know, lab folks with their headphones on rocking out doing stuff because a lot of it is just moving stuff from one test tube to another or spinning specimens or doing stuff like that. So it's a lot of just kind of like rote work. So I can totally understand you wanting to fill your hours, uh, with stuff. So, so yeah, I totally understand. Um, Willie D, uh, says, uh, currently you guys, of course, thank you. Cadcast, too old to play. That's the number two old number two play. Uh, Giant bombcast VGO when not ridiculous. I I should have followed up and asked you what that meant. Uh, maybe you guys can um under uh, add more. Uh, Gamer Puck PC UK. Or, so sorry, Extreme PC UK. Good for European uh, PC perspective. The full nerd. PC World, Good Testing Slash Hardware, GHR, and X1 Bros. Uh, they push a positive they push a positive gaming experience. Gamer Nexus YouTube um, is the sounding for is outstanding for honest, independent PC testing and perspective. Now I know where you get a lot of your 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 PC knowledge because you're one of the most knowledgeable PC people that I know. Uh, they occasionally delve into console hard console hardware. I stopped listening to Gamertag Radio and stopped listening to IGN Unlocked uh, and Ryan McCaffrey. I appreciate honesty. I appreciate. I appreciate. I appreciate and want to hear different opinions. I don't like podcasters who come off as asshats or sellouts. Stay honest to yourself and your audience. Um, so yeah, I know Joe's chomping a bit to say something, so please feel free, Joe. No, no, uh, just a. Uh overall good uh array of uh podcast and uh youtube i I watch gamer nexus uh for you know perspective on pc um components and 
Of course, uh, I might be uh, biased with GH Radio. I don't know about that podcast, but I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I hear like none of them are married anymore. <laughs> uh, I think there's one person that's married on the show, so that's why it's GH Radio, not Gamer Husband. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any comments about any of the ones that were mentioned so far, Kev? Um, we were you asking about VGO. I think that's Video Game Outsiders. Okay. Uh, yeah, I used to listen to them. They're they're like, if you thought uh, Gamer Husbands had a whole bunch of episodes, those guys go back even further. Yikes! Uh, and yeah, the, I stopped listening because they started getting a little weird. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, they when they're actually talking about games and giving their perspective, it's actually a very entertaining show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just gotta keep I, just gotta keep at it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gerald uh, responded back. Uh, I watched the full nerd uh, PC. I, did, I watched the full nerd PC World when they did their live streams. Um, and then John BT uh, on our Discord um, says the only other gaming podcast I listen to is the Switchcast, and these days only uh, only every other episode. A good Switch focused podcast, though. I was listening to GHR, but have blocked off. Blocked off that recently because backed off, somewhat, backed off. Oh, backed off. Sorry, I backed off that recently because it's somewhat repetitive to gaming vessels and also a bit less fun and adventurous. Why? Thank you, John. We are we are fun and adventurous. I guess. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have. I'm pleading the fifth. So. Yes. <laughs> to which Gerald responded, "Yes, I agree, but I listen to it just because Joe is on it." Oh, look at that. Look at that loyalty, Gerald. Thank you. Thank yes. You, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I participate because I'm on it too. So. Yeah. So uh Devious Mr. Matt says, I really enjoy watching these guys play games. So this is uh, uh Ed Monster. Uh, I don't know. That's Monster, my best guess. So Ed Monster on Twitch. Uh Goliath Goth 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 Gothlian, probably on Facebook. Uh, be more 12 on twitch and for podcasts uh gamer husbands radio you guys of course bad fodder figures uh yeah because uh, he's, he's, he's on bad father figures Des. i know you don't know that but <laughs> but that makes sense you know um and then our good friend yours and mine mr mustard fred friend says I just can't get into watching other people play games so i have no streamers to mention you know what uh, Fred, I don't know what it is about that, but I find it incredibly relaxing watching people play games. There's, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about some of the people that I watch, because for whatever reason, I don't really listen to podcasts that much. I'm usually watching, um, I'm watching, uh, people on, on, um, on YouTube. Like I'm a really good, uh, visual person. So, so I, I watch people a lot and I'll, I'll get into that uh, when I when I give my my shout outs. But yeah, I can know it's it's good for some people, but you know, it works for some people and it works for others. So I totally understand that. Uh, YouTube, I just go to it if I'm stuck on a game. So I really don't have any favorites there either. Podcast wise, there's you guys, Bad Fodder Figures, Cadcast, Tap the Craft. If you drink beer and don't listen to these guys, you're really missing out on a lot of good stuff. Uh, the Retro Rents. Gamer Husbands, and Cadillac on Mars. I used to listen to a lot more, but I just don't have the time to fit many more in. And that's true, you know. 
sometimes when you when you're listening to a podcast, you can't put it on in the background and just let it go. And then if if something really catches your eye, you'll scrub back and then listen to it. Because sometimes it is it's just, it, it uh, it's just something that fills the space. Um, so for me, I do that with a lot of D and D D and D shows. So I'll be at work uh, in the office when I actually go into the office, and then I'll put on like a a long form D and D campaign or something, and I'll just put it on in the background, and and that's one thing that I can go as I'm doing my work. I, I think if I I think I can't do that for a podcast only because I would be really interested into what they were saying um, and seeing if I agree or or something like that. Um, but yeah, so those are the folks that came in and said something. Really appreciate it. Um, I, I, I liked that there was a lot of people who were who were mentioning the same the same uh, type of podcasts, uh, and I really appreciate the ones who who gave people who are completely out of left field. You know, like with with uh, Fred adding in, you know, tap the craft for for um, for beer. Um, I would like to see if Fred would make some mustard flavored beer. I think that'd be kind of interesting. Um, uh, but uh, I'm going to throw it over to my other two, my other two hosts and see uh, Kev, what are some that you listen to? So I've got a couple, well, more than a couple, but I'm there for specific, they're for specific reasons. So, or specific purposes rather. So it's gaming related, but not gaming specific. Uh, Quantum TV, he does reviews for televisions and he does a complete uh, long form perspective. Like he'll, he'll buy a TV and then over the course of multiple videos, break down every element of it. Uh, he's no nonsense. He don't care about your brand loyalties. And I respect that. He'll just, he'll give you the straight dope. He's a professional TV calibrator. And he doesn't do uh, uh, um, uh, affiliate links. So he has actually gone so far as calling out some of these big channels on their BS when it comes to their TV reviews. And that's what he's like, like the number one dude I go to to find out if a TV is good or not. Uh, I'm actually going to be in the I'm actually going to be in the market to try to replace uh my beloved 600 hertz uh, plasma <laughs> sometime this year. So um, I've been paying a lot of attention to what Quantum has been put has been putting out. So if you're looking for, uh, and he also does uh, gaming performance on these TVs, so that 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 is included. So if you're looking for uh, a complete no nonsense uh, per, uh, perspective from a professional calibrator. Uh, on on TVs, I couldn't recommend Quantum TV any higher. Um, other channels that I and he's on YouTube. Uh, other YouTubers, uh, there's two, uh, Kung Zero and uh, 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 Dato Doya. Those two streamers specialize in uh, or they do fighting games, and right now their focus is uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, they're both very high level players, but they're they're got great personality and they really interact well with uh, those that are following on stream, you know, through their Twitch. Like I watch them on YouTube, so their restreams, I guess, from their Twitch their Twitch plays, their live Twitch plays. Uh, Dado Doy is hilarious. He's uh, he he plays a multitude of characters. 
Uh, he's really good. Uh, Kung Zero also plays a multitude of characters. I think right now he's working with uh, 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 Vegito, uh, Jiren, and uh, UI Goku. I think that's his team. And then uh, Datodoya kind of kind of go runs the gamut of the entire of the entire roster. But if you want to see some high-level play, and I think um, Dato Doya, when the game first came out, he came out with some uh, really good tutorial videos. But if you want to see what high-end play looks like and be able to see, uh, you know, once you get familiar with the moves and you'll be able to see how some of these things link together uh, and, and executed in real time in uh, online matches, uh, both Dato Doya and Kung Zero are just, just absolute primo. Um, and the last one I'm going to mention is a is like a kind of a game reviewer and just kind of an, a gives like a, his opinions, his overview on uh, the gaming scene in general, and that's uh, King Thrash Gaming. Uh, King Thrash is not family friendly. <laughs> he curses a lot. So if language is is an issue for you, uh, then you know go in go in. You're you've been warned, but he's one of the things that he does is he's been he's been calling out folks on their fraud on their fraudulence. You know, big channels. You know, like uh, uh, you know the the usual suspects, but he's also been calling out Digital Foundry on like some vagrant flagrant just fraudulence that they've been doing and he does it in real time he shows you what he's doing what he's looking at and with side-by-side -side comparisons of where uh you know where where these where these guys are going wrong uh where they where they seem to be purposely misrepresenting certain products certain games uh and perspectives on their analysis and he goes in deep, he goes in hard, and, you know, F your feelings if you get offended. <laughs> so uh. that's one of the things that I respect about, uh, that I respect about him. It's a great entertaining, uh, it's a great entertaining channel. So uh, if, if language is not an issue for you, then you definitely want to check out King Thrash Gaming. Uh, so those are, those are my recommendations. All right, Joe, uh, what are some of yours? Oh, I'm surprised you didn't get into podcasts, Kev. I know you, you listen to many podcasts at work. Or well, I do, I do, but most of the podcasts I listen to aren't gaming related. So, I mean, unless you know, unless you want to talk about Bigfoot and Dogman and UFOs, that's the type <laughs> oh, of stuff I listen to. So, <laughs> oh, there you okay. go. <laughs> I did not know. I thought you were all into the gaming podcast nowadays. I mean, I listen still, to a so. few of them, but the ones that I listen to, they, they most of them have already been mentioned. You know, yeah. you know, bad father figures, you know, the the IG, some of the IGNs just for the news and, you know, that type of stuff. So I didn't see a need to repeat that. Oh, good deal. Good deal. OK, uh, for me, I'm, I'm mainly podcast. I barely watch streams. I don't I haven't gotten to the Twitch thing, you know, so as far as podcast, I still listen to player one podcast, which if you're not aware is like three ex EGM guys or guys that used to work at Ziff Davis. I know knew one of them personally because I worked on a website with him, Greg Stewart, Greg Stewart, if I could actually talk and pronounce my words, but <laughs> it happens. Uh, 
Yes, I also listen to A4 Play, which is uh, basically from A4, the um, translating group from Japan on here. And so they've had this podcast for like a year and a day, but it's like John Riccardi and Mark McDonald, basically, ex-EGM slash uh, uh, dot com uh, personnel, along with, uh, you know, their their crew over there translating games from Japanese to English. They have a show that comes on every couple of weeks that I've been listening for like 10 years now. It's just been great to just listen to that show. Uh, they actually worked on some of the Monster Hunter games in the past, including Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. So uh, Doddcast, I listen to uh, quite a bit. So Pete Dodd, a famous motormer, basically, plus uh, Rich Grissom and uh, one other guy, Mark, on there. That's always, it's like, you think our podcast is long, sometimes they'll have two and a half, three hour podcasts. So on there, and it's a lot of just off the cuff, just off the top of the dome kind of stuff. Uh, Bad Father Figures, of course, um, and PlayStation Blogcast, even though I kind of dropped out from that as of late. As far as YouTubers, um, I do follow Middle Jesus Rocks, even though I know every so often I kind of find his uh, kind of coverage kind of a little bit lacking. Uh, Modern Vintage Gamer, uh, My Life in Gaming, of course, is quite awesome. I still like Digital Foundry quite a bit and follow them on there. I pretty much have watched most or all of their videos on here. Um, I know I forward Desmond one, this uh, old, this uh, streamer from New Zealand. Now she's a, uh, you know, uh, grandma in her sixties playing RPGs, uh, food for dogs. And so it's just fun to see her because she just has this love for uh, JRPGs and uh, just to see her give her impressions and or, do unboxings it's just amusing as all get out she's from new zealand and so she's like importing all these like tecmo koe like uh premium box limited editions like for like games like fairy tale and so on and so forth and seeing her bust out you know talking about the like different uh collector's editions for xenoblade chronicles remastered like from different territories it's just kind of cool and to see someone that's you know, God forbid, older than me do it. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, it gives me hope for the future. So, but it should. <laughs> yes. And that's pretty much it. I mean, that's what I enjoy watching. Um, I don't barely watch Twitch if I do. Uh, uh, there's this one music group, uh, jazz musicians from New York called J Music Band. They do like covers of like, you know, Persona and some KOF and street fighter music with saxophone and the full full band that is quite awesome so i try to check them out if they're streaming so so there's just people that just make video game music or they just make all different types of music no they do they do covers basically they do covers but they do it with the full like sat you know a couple saxes uh you know um j- jazz oriented of course on there um you know but and, it's video games it's video game music yeah but but they so they would do like Mario Brothers, but they put like a jazzy fusion on it. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they've done, but they've done a lot of fighting game music, like King of Fighters, of course. You know, it's like yeah. some of the stage music and that kind of thing. So, so they don't do that. They do that. That's what. Oh, they do. cool, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So for mine, so again, mine are all going to be mostly folks that are on YouTube, as I do a lot of stuff with YouTube. Um, so I. So the ones that I listen to and or watch is uh, Game Ranks. Uh, it's a pretty good one. RPG Division. Uh, click for gaming. That's the number four. Uh, gaming Bolt. 
um, ACG, uh, uh, Fextra Life. Fextra Life is actually pretty good. They have like a wiki and, a, and they're really large um, and they do wikis for stuff. And and I've I've followed them for quite a long time. Uh, Gaijin Hunter, uh, follow him for his fantastic Monster Hunter uh, content. Same with Ruricon. Uh, same for Eric's gaming as well. Um, all these... I meant to mention those too because yeah, yes. they're I would have been lost with World and in more yeah. lost than I've been in Rise without Aruracon and Eric's gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Game Ranks is much is much more just like a news channel. And they do certain little little things um, and specific types. So so Gaming Ranks and Game Bolt, their content is specifically like gaming news and reviews and for before you should buys and stuff like that. Same thing with uh, ACG, Anchor Centaur Gaming, Carrick. He's been around for a very long time. Um, our RPG division, Click for Gaming, they they do a lot of stuff with, you know, RPGs and whatnot. Uh, Click for Gaming is a really good one. He's, he's, a, he's a smaller one and does a lot of under-the-radar type of RPGs. Um, he was the first one that told me about, um, oh, what was that one? Um, uh, out, out, not, what was it? I can't remember. It was, it was the one that was made by 11 people. And had split screen. You and I got it, and I Outward. really Outward. Thank you. So he was the one that really told me about Outward. Um, so I really enjoy his content because he's like he's he's a uh, European, and he really it's not that he spends a lot of time on European uh, RPGs, but I'm able to get a really good sense of you know other RPGs that are not specifically from Japan and whatnot. So so his his coverage is really good. Um, and I also uh, watched two really, really hardcore uh, Switch. Not hardcore, but I guess I watched two Switch-type uh, channels that are specific for Switch, which is uh, Switch Up and Switch Watch. They're both European channels, and uh, their content has been fantastic in, in helping me find, uh, especially uh, Switch Watch, because they have... Um, a uh, on Mondays they do a physical and imports section. It's called Let's Get Physical, and it's fantastic. Like if you're if you're looking for what to buy regarding Switch imports, they are fantastic. So you should really look at it. Um, he's uh he's English, but he's out of uh Hong Kong, and he gets a lot of stuff. And his knowledge is he's very knowledgeable about imports that are coming that have that have English on the cart. And if it's and if it's actual cart, not a and not a um code in a box. So. I really like every Monday I I watch his content to see if there's any switch games that I want to get um that I want to get that are uh, that are imports or from other from other countries it's really fantastic. And one of the uh people that I, one of the streamers that I watch who has a who has a show on YouTube it's it's only 30 minutes which is great is uh Splattercat Gaming. He is hilarious. Just a fantastic guy. Um I've, I I don't really watch his long form stuff. I I usually only watch his um um I really watch his um his uh, his show and in which he takes indie games mostly all of his stuff is from indie games usually 
from the indie creator uh, funder or scholarship from Switch, sorry, from uh, Steam, and he highlights them for about 30 minutes, and he plays the game for 30 minutes, and he gives you his impressions about them, and only so often he'll stray and play and play a game that's from that that's not an indie game, but most of the games are that he plays are indies, and he was one of the reasons why I actually really wanted to get a PC because he had a lot of he showcases a lot, a lot of PC games uh, that are games that I like that that don't really push the hardware too much, but are still like great games. Um, there's another one that I I so, sometimes watch called Wonderbots, uh, but Splattercat is fantastic. He is hilarious. It, it it he does not overstay his welcome. He knows his platform. He's been doing it. For, he knows his content, and he's been doing it for a long time. If you really want a very entertaining guy who's just going to show you a whole bunch of um, indie games or independent games, you should really check out Splattercat Gaming. He is hilarious. So, so yeah. So that's pretty much it as far as 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 this main event goes. I really thought it was fantastic. I really loved sharing. Uh, what's going on? Did you want to say something, Joe? Do you no. want to add anything? Okay. I wasn't sure if you wanted to add something. Um, no, I'm actually writing Splattercat down because I've never heard of him before you mentioned this. So. He is, he's hilarious. Some of the stuff that he says, and he's local, like he lives in the Bay Area and stuff. And, and just like, I literally just see, and he, he posts every day. Seriously, every day he's posting. Like this man does work. Like, and he just posts it and he's entertaining. He's funny. It's just really good. So, uh, but again, thank you so much to everyone who contributed. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to join our discord at the end, we will, uh, have Kevin will tell you the ways to join our discord or you can always follow us on Twitter. Um, but for next week's question, uh, I want to give it to our sports fans. You know, I know Joe doesn't talk about it a lot. Um, and I give him a lot of crap for this, but but he is a huge uh, Braves fan, and and I and I in the past have have um, indulged, you know, him in his in, in in his love for the you know for the for the Atlanta Braves. I've given him Braves stuff for his birthday and, and presents and stuff for the Braves, and so I thought it'd be really fun to to to, to put it out there. So the question is. Let us know what your favorite sports game is. You know, it could be a classic sports game that you played with your, you know, with your with your gaming stepfather. It could be a game you played with your mom <laughs> or or your brothers and sisters or just your friends, you know. You know, let us know. Like I'm already flashy on a couple of, you know, classic uh wrestling games that I played that were hilarious and especially some some basketball games. Now again, I'm not really a a sports gaming guy. But I think this is there's a lot of fruit there, you know, to be picked at. So, so, and I'm I'm curious to hear what are some new and or classic uh, sports uh, games that really, really uh, have spoken to you in the past. So, so that's it for me. Thank you so much again, uh, and I'm gonna turn it back over to Kev. All right, for our next topic on the docket is gonna be the news. So, Trader Joe, you got the mic. Right, good deal, good deal. Uh, yeah, so uh, we haven't been gone for like two weeks, and so there's been a lot of back and forth, but we're going to 
covered the big giant gorilla in the room first, which was the bomb that was dropped yesterday. Um, basically, PlayStation Studios MLB The Show, um, which is published by MLB themselves on the Xbox console, is going to be launching on Xbox Games Pass day one on there. So, uh, so MLB The Show 21 is the first PlayStation Studios game to launch on Xbox Games Pass on here. The, this also means that for PlayStation owners, you're going to have to pay, pay for the game out of pocket. It's not part of any sort of subscription with PS Plus or play PS Now on there. So if you want to play, choice is good. I wasn't going to buy it at launch myself, but it is going to be free day one on Games Pass on there. And you can Ooh. play also the game on your Android phone on there as well. It's going to be available for Xbox One and Xbox Series consoles. First step. So, First step, yo. Yeah, First so... Step. Yeah, a lot of people were kind of taken aback a bit. You know, some people were kind of clarifying the fact that it is an MLB published game, and so... It's not like um, you know Microsoft and Xbox are playing paying Sony <laughs> directly, but you know I would figure they would have a little bit more control of their Xbox published uh, first Xbox published title, but obviously they don't. And so I know a lot of the social media um, side of PlayStation's been uh, surprisingly quiet about the whole thing. So, uh, and there's been a lot of uh, back and not, forth. Not in the feeds I saw. They ain't quiet. <laughs> no, I'm, ta- I'm talking about official Sony. I'm talking about official. Oh, I'm, talk- okay. I'm talking about, you know, like Sony themselves, like on the PlayStation oh, yeah. Twitter yeah, account. Yeah, because they know they caught an L. They know they caught a huge L with this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, Kev. I know I, I saw a little, little bit of your take. First step. Yeah. Yeah, basically, basically, Jim Ryan needs to go. I mean, this was a cluster F from the word jump, and it, and the 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 buck lays at his feet. And it's not for the reasons that a lot of people may be thinking. It has nothing to do with him losing control of the MLB license. That's completely out of his control. I get that. What is in his control, though? And you don't need to be Isaiah the Prophet to have seen this coming as hard as Xbox has been pushing Game Pass. As soon as it became official that Sony was losing control over the MLB, over MLB the show as far as its its exclusivity, the first announcement out of the official corporate mouth should have been, look forward to playing MLB the show 21 as part of your PlayStation Plus subscription. That should have been it, because he should have seen this coming, particularly when MLB is going to be the publisher on the Xbox side. So basically, this is these are the optics that you've got. You've got a game that has been a part of the PlayStation pantheon of exclusives for quite a while, right? Quite a while. It is now going to your primary competition. Well, actually, I'd say primary competition would probably be Nintendo. But for lack of a, you know, for, you know, spec sheet to spec sheet, let's just say primary competition is going day and date with their subscription service. So in essence, they are they are playing it for free. Meanwhile, your primary customer, the PlayStation owners 
are going to have to fork over 60 to 70 bucks to play the same game. The optics of this are inexcusable. And a man, you know, Ryan should have seen this on the freaking wall. Now, I don't buy that I don't buy that he couldn't have pushed to make tw- uh, the show put the show on PlayStation Plus. I don't buy that at all. I think he was either he and his group of suits are either negligent or they're stupid. One or the other. But this is a grade A L uh, for PlayStation. And it falls out it falls on Ryan's seat at feet. The man needs to go because this would be this would be like uh uh the equivalent of because I, I love my automotive, I love my automotive uh, parables when it comes to gaming. This would be like Lamborghini offering up the their V12 engine in the Murciago, uh, or the rather the Aventador, and putting it in Ferrari's next entry level vehicle, saying, "Well, you know, since it was joint developed with Ferrari, uh, you know, we're we're." We, we, we no longer have uh, uh, access, you know, exclusive rights to this. So you have this booming V12 engine at 800 horsepower. We're now putting it in, in, in our primary competition's entry-level vehicle. I, I would be this, in, this, this, the same thing, meaning that they're going to spend less money, get the same performance out of what is supposed to be your flagship your flagship performance vehicle. It's the same thing. And Ryan flubbed up on this big it's time. It's like putting uh, Batman animated series on like Disney plus or something. It's the same equivalent <laughs> yeah. basically. So yeah, it's, it's like yeah, yeah. putting something day one day and date free and then uh, having to pay for it on your platform where this game has been grown since like the uh, 1997, whenever uh, Sony started doing MLB games, and um, San Diego Studios has been working on this title for X amount of years. And so, you know, I saw it and it's like, okay, I have an Xbox. I am going to play MLB the show day and date. Uh, usually I wait until about All Star game ish, uh, which, you know, obviously there's some ish with the All Star game, but we're not a sports podcast. I'm not going to talk about that, but. <laughs> Uh, they, they they saved me some uh, ducats and I'll be able to play it day and date. So you know I I have no no mind on it, but it is a definite like you know hey why why are you doing this why are you allowing this to happen I mean yeah I, I could I, mean, I could kind of throw a pass on them publishing MLB the show on Xbox as part of their agreement with MLB, but to throw it on Games Pass day and date, I'm sorry, but... No, the the way this could have been countered is if he would have, as soon as that announcement was official, that they were losing uh, control over this license, as as, over this game as being exclusive, you announced it, hey, look forward to playing the show 21 as part of your PlayStation Plus subscription. It should have been on PlayStation Plus, that should have been the linked announcement right with the loss of the right with the loss of the exclusivity rights because the show is part of that pantheon of exclusives and as hard as xbox been pushing game pass you, like i said this is this is ryan's fault this is ryan's fault the, the optics on this thing are freaking horrible and he needs to go so just so you know this is just the first step um 
And I'm looking forward to that steak dinner, by the way, Joe. Oh. <laughs> okay, you got it, man. So, so this is the first step. <laughs> this is the first step in us seeing um, a a yearly or ever quarterly or whatever um, in which you will you will not have to buy MLB the Show anymore, and you will be buying um, updates to to the roster. Um, I, I honestly believe that that's what's going to happen now. They're going to get people used to it being on, on Games Pass. And because of that, you will not need to buy a physical disc anymore. And all you will be buying is, a, um, is updates, and then you're going to play it. And, and, if they're able to, and if Microsoft is able to make this an exclusive... Uh, for their platform, which they probably are angling to do, that's what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it is much more it is much more cost effi- cost effective for uh, MLB to just do it that way than actually making a physical disc um, and just giving you upgrades to your to your rosters. I mean, think sure. about it. They're not going to do that because they what? have to pay for the license. Um, Sony does. So. And the thing about is, is that they, all the publishers, Matt, you know, EA, 2K with the NBA games, um, they release a disc version to rake in that yearly cash, basically. Yeah. On their, but, if you get you a know. Piece of, but if you're able to get a piece of, 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 of someone who's already going to be playing it, you see, see if, if you're able to just have a steady stream of people who, who are already a part of a service and are able to make out a deal, why would you have to put the money forth to release an actual physical media when when people are already part of, of that ecosystem? This is why... Yeah, the, 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 the sports big, gamers have it bad, unfortunately, Des, because they're used to paying that 60 bucks a year for a uh, roster update and some extra features added where they mix and match. <laughs> um, so, and, so that's yeah, why... So. So that's why this makes it an, an even better, an even better um, uh, sell for them. Because think about it: if you're able to already get all this stuff, and instead of paying sixty dollars for for a, a roster refreshment, and you can just pay thirty, and and it already comes with your your Xbox Games Pass plus all the other games that you get, wouldn't that be a lot more enticing to to people who are fans and getting those people who were who are who are naysayers or people who don't want to pay that, you know, or, or don't want to do that, you know, to stay on? I mean, I think that's a better reason than 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 just than just having that. Um, having that sort of like, oh, I have to pay this now. Oh, I have to pay this again. When no, you know, you can just buy, you can just go to Games Pass and, and it's there for you, you know, and, and it's cheap at a cheaper price. I, I just, it just seems to me like that, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, um, and I think that that's what, you know, you, you need to, not want to say worry about, but I think that just speaks uh, volumes to me as this, as this world becomes more digital. Um, and, and CDs become a much more outdated mode of, of purchase. So I'm just saying, it would not surprise me if that's, if, if that's the way they're going to go. We'll see. We'll see. I know EA would probably have to be the one to kind of lead that kind of fruition, but. But I would think of... I'm just going to real quick, real quick. And I'll let you talk. I'm just saying like, if this does happen, I I, I want that steak dinner. Kevin can't be the only one getting full off you. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I had to no bet on that, sir. Thank you. (laughs) That what you were saying, Jeff? 
Uh, no, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, everyone thought for whatever reason that, you know, that EA and 2K would go that route in years past because it makes sense not to have to release a new game every year. But they, like the bean counters, love those disc versions every mm-hmm. year. And people seem to go up and pony up to pay, you know, the 100 bucks for your NBA 2K whatever with all your bells and whistles and with the like you know ultimate team type stuff with fifa on there so it's just uh we'll have to see we'll see what what happens and see if that's something that will come into fruition for the future another thing that playstation kind of took a l this week about as well is that the rumor about the ps3 psp and playstation vita stores being shut down was officially confirmed so um basically um they have announced that they have are going to be shutting down the playstation 3 psp and vita console stores on here um and on july the 2nd the ps3 and psp console stores will be closing and then followed by playstation vita on august 27th uh, users will be able to download previously purchased games and DLC, access their account and redeem vouchers, not gift cards. And then the money in a PlayStation's user account can be used by PS4 and PS5 games on there. So, so, but a lot of PlayStation's been taking a lot of heat this past week because of these stores being shut down, especially on the Vita, I think, uh, overall, because the Vita was probably the most active of the three on there. And, um, you know, we'll have to see. You know, I, I, in a way, I mean, for me, I have not fired up my PS3, PSP, or even my Vita in, in quite a bit of time. So, you know, on one hand, it's sad, but on another hand, it's like, okay, I kind of understand it. But uh, what's your guys' take? Um, my, these stores being shut down. My <laughs> only take is that is the people or there was this one person or this one uh, developed team, development team. They're a smaller studio, and they were making. They were like literally just bought the Vita. They had just bought from Sony the the Vita like creator kit to make games on the Vita a month before they they they're closing, and they were just like, "Well, I mean, I mean, it'll come out on other on other systems, but." Uh, I wish you would have told us so we wouldn't have spent this money or something like that. I was just like, damn. But again, you know, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. And and unfortunately, you know, these people got burned by that. But I honestly believe 100% that this is just, like, what needed to ha- I mean, this, I mean, you can't keep, you know, outdated stuff going. And no one was really buying the PSP. No one was really buying the Vita. You know, I haven't. I I have my my PS3 in the cabinet, but it's not plugged in, and so it, it's just there, you know, for for aesthetics. So I can totally understand um, them saying, "Okay, you know, it's been a fun run, but let's go." So, and I'm sad to see you go, but that's just kind of the way it is, like the song goes. Yeah, I mean, I've seen other people pipe up because, you know, Nintendo closed the Wii store, you know, the WiiWare store. And, you know, I'd love to, you know, I could see both sides of the coin. I love the fact that you want to be able to make sure that you're keeping the history alive and whatnot. But at the same time, I don't think it's corporation's responsibility to (laughs) be archival in a way, too. It's, you know, what do you think, Kev? Get Get ready to buy those remasters. 
Yeah, that's what's coming. Yeah, remaster all, all of those top PS3 games that you know that because I mean they have all those years of data to go back and look at. They know which games the people are would want to play or revisit or see remade or remastered. Yeah, get ready, get ready to to play a bunch of remastered games on your PS5 or PS4. Remember what Mark Cerny was talking about when he was talking about that virtual emulation as being part of the uh, that chipset that they've got in the PS5? We've continuously heard rumors about some type of backwards compatible emulation that that is going to work off the work off the PS5 hardware that they're they're putting the finishing touches on, haven't announced yet. You know, I think all of that is 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 coalescing into we've got this huge back catalog that we can resell games to these folks you know in a downloadable form directly off our place to off our our ps4 ps5 uh storefront you'll have trophy support all that stuff it'll look better higher frame rate all that good stuff you're just going to be buying those remasters you know, yep. again, this is another reason why I'm so pro physical because even though I don't have a PS3 anymore, all of the PS3 games that meant a lot to me, I still got on my shelf. So if I really want to play them, I can track down a PS3 off of eBay or off of some some uh, blue shell or 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 some uh, a pawn shop. And play them again if I really, 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 really want to do it, and I don't want I don't want to wait for the and hope for the that game to be remastered and to so I can buy it again off of, for the PS Five. You know, there's ways around that, and and the 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 preservation of the media, like you said, Joe, it's not really the corporation's fault. You know. I'm mad that I can't go and buy a 1967 Camaro anymore. How come I can't go to the dealership and buy a 67 Camaro anymore? Why? Because it's old and they moved on. Plain and simple. And the same goes for games. You know, there there are organizations that are working uh, to archive these older games, older arcade games. You know, that's why I have no problem with emulation. Some people call it piracy, but I call it, you know, hey, if I can't get this game any other way and I want to play it, then emulation is the best solution. You know, it is what it is. You know, that's why whenever I can, I buy physical, so I don't have to worry about this problem. Yeah, great. I'm hoping, you know, beyond hope, this is just me, but... uh... You know that maybe there's some OS update later on. I mean, Xbox in the middle of their last cycle with Xbox One decided to be all like, hey, you can play all your old games. Hey, we're going to up-res this. And so you can't they could... play all your old games on Xbox. I've got oh, no, a you bunch can't. of original Xbox games that I cannot, I could not play on a Series X. A yeah, bun- I, I can't play The Punisher. Can I play The Punisher for the original Xbox on, uh, from, from the original Xbox on the nope. Xbox One or the Series X or the Series S? No, but but they're beating their That's chest saying, yeah, I know. The original Xbox is like pretty much only a select few titles. 360 even is kind of hit and miss as far as what titles you could play. But that's the uh, motif and the mantra that they were beating their war drum on these last few years. Yeah. And so yeah, a lot holler of people at me are... when I can play the warrior within. Let me know when I can do that. Mm. Mm. 
I'm all about emulation, honestly. I mean, I yeah. I I 100% agree with Kev. Um, it's sad that it's going, but but if but if I, but if I'm able to use an emulator to do it, I'm cool with it. That's yeah. pretty much or, what I'm origi- do. or original hardware too. Yeah, uh, or original hardware. I still have a PS3, so yeah, I have a couple. I have a bunch of games. I, I don't mind. Yeah, you know, it's going to be sad for the games that were digital only and they're not to be able to be purchased anymore. But you know, if it, that ship is sailed, that ship is sailed. I know there's plenty of videos out there that talk about uh, you know what games you need to download before the service goes away. So by all means, so but, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people like trying to put an L on this on Sony online, and why? I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing. You know, it's just like you know, just just being negative Nancy to be negative Nancy. You know, kind of thing. Kind just of angry. Too, so. Yeah. Just, just, just angry. <laughs> Sony got their L this week. They sure enough did, but this wasn't it. Yeah. Okay, so another, since we're talking about old games, there's another old game I kind of want to mention that's been dormant for quite a bit of time. But uh, those wonderful uh, ratings board leaks kind of leaked out something uh, that Sega has been working on. So Virtua Fighter V Ultimate Showdown for the PlayStation 4 showed up on the uh, Korean uh, Game Rating and Administration Committee committee on here. So, and the last Virtua Fighter game that actually came out uh, for anything was Virtua Fighter uh, 5 Final Showdown. That was released in arcades in 2010 and came out for Xbox 3 and Xbox 360, uh, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in 2012. I know you were all all at Twitter when you heard that. You're like, oh, no. Virtual Fighter. Well, yeah. Back in September, they um, released like a video saying Virtual Fighter cross esports, and they didn't really mention any specific game title or platform, but a lot of people got their eyebrows raised because uh, some some people were thinking that they might have been working on Virtua Fighter 6, but basically this is like kind of the like ultimate mix, basically of the last game that came out, and we have nothing besides the t- the title of the game from the Korean Game Rating Board. But uh, I know it was mentioned in the last J- Japan Fighting Game Publishers Roundtable. There was a panel show on YouTube that they make announcements every so often, but I know that Harada, uh, the Tekken producer, mentioned the fact that uh, he wanted Sega to have a seat at the table at the next uh, show, and probably it's because of this reason, so, on there. But I I am quite excited. I know you guys are probably a little bit less excited than I am, but... uh, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll buy it, I'll play it. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it when I... When I played it before, it was not a bad game, not by any stretch of the imagination. It's, you know, it's Virtua Fighter. I know. So, <laughs> You're like, it's amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, Virtua Fighter is uh, probably top three favorite fighters of all time for me. And it was, uh, I don't know if you got to witness me and my f- old friend Terry play Virtua Fighter back at one of my old houses. Yeah, I see you guys. That. You, yeah. guys, you guys are really super banana people with it, but it's fine. Oh, I know. Watching me go outside and kick a garbage can in fury, you know, at some point. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think you've been a, a great witness of my fighting game rage at certain times. It never got to where I was like at blows with anyone, but <laughs> would definitely. It's a, a very passionate person, is all. <laughs> That's all we say. Joe's yeah. is very passionate. <laughs> Any thoughts on Virtua Fighter, Kev? I know it's like not one in your wheelhouse, but it probably won't be. But um, but yeah, I'm glad. It, it's a great game. It, it's just. Each character has just so many moves, and I'm I'm just not that talented to play. Uh, it. Yes, I totally agree. I'm <laughs> just like, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> which is why I don't play Tekken either. Because I mean, nope. it, it's like, although Tekken, you can boil it down to you have to use your the the move your pop up move that has the lowest least amount of frames. And spam that to knock somebody in the air, and then you use that one combo that does the most damage for each character. But Virtua Fighter is way more complicated. I mean, it, it, there's combination grapples with some characters, combination moves. I mean, I, I think I think back in the day, I think it was you, Joe. You printed out the move sheet for Lion. It was like almost twenty pages long. Yeah, it's like nah, bro. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> Granted, um, no, 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 no. I, I, I got too much living to do to read all that. Mm-mm. Sorry. The thing about it is, this, once you get a character down, it's like it's like I'm not even thinking. I'm like reacting. I'm just like I, playing. I get you that. Know? I get that. But and there's oh, certain shit. moves where after a while, after you play so long, you just do, and you just know, and you have an idea. Okay. It's like it's almost it's almost like you know you're not really consciously thinking about it. it's almost like a subconscious like you just you and that controller and in playing your character so I mean I'll definitely gives me a, a chance to go back to you know probably my mediocre lion <laughs> as far as my uh, skill level and to be able to take re-examine like some of the other characters I've dabbled in and Brad Burns like. Uh, Lee Fang and yeah, not Lee Fang. I'm trying to remember the the character of the monk, and I don't even know if I got the name right. But <laughs> I like the 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 Jackie Chan from from um the Jackie Chan from uh Police Story. That was my favorite. The drunken the drunken drunken guy. Oh, no, that's that was, Tekken, sorry. Dude. Yeah, Tekken, that is Tekken. Sorry, I get the mixed. Up. There's a oh, there's isn't problem. there there's a drunken fighter in in Virtua Fighter, isn't there? That's Lion yeah, Brad. No, Brad? no, no, that's Shun, Shun D. Uh, Lion was the... I've Lion, never... Lion has the Mantis style. Oh, Mantis, yeah. right, you know, right. The lions are like, uh, yeah, like that, that like, yeah. annoying, like, <laughs> young guy. <laughs> I was making the habit to fight the elderly, you know, that guy. <laughs> I remember him, yes, you were. Yes. Fantastic, Joe, thank you for, for that. Yes. You should be a voiceover actor. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> and folks, back in the day, uh, Japanese colleges were offering offering elective courses in Virtua Fighter. I mean, that should tell you something about how complex this game can be. Yeah, I'm good. I'll definitely, I'll be waiting. Which I probably would have taken if I was a student in Japan, because the idea of getting college credits to learn how to play a game is just awesome to me. Yeah. We need more games like that, or more more uh, <laughs> colleges that offer <Yeah>. that. 
All right, good deal. So next story I got to talk about, and this is like talking about mobile games. Usually it's just territory we don't really kind of delve into on this show that much. Uh, but uh, Apple kind of came with the business on Friday. So um, Apple Arcade's been kind of out there. I mean, I don't own an iDevice, so it's not my bag. But um, Apple Arcade received a massive injection of new content. Uh, there's this new game called Fantasian from Mistwalker, the developer that previously did Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon. Um, basically, it's Sakaguchi, the uh, main developer and uh, creator of Final Fantasy. Mistwalker Miss is his you know, uh, group he's been with for quite a bit of time, but uh, that game uh, got released on Friday. Uh, Platinum dropped a game called World of Demons that have been talked about like a cross between um, kind of the art style of Okami with uh, some other elements, some beat-em-up elements on that. This was originally a game that came out for mobile that got taken down, but they brought the game back on there. Uh, there's also NBA 2K21 Arcade Edition, which is basically NBA 2K21 with all the microtragon transactions taken out. And then uh, there was also a game called Clap Hands Golf. And so you know, on, on the surface, you say, what the hell is Clap Hands Golf? What the hell is that crap? But <laughs> basically, Clap Hands was the developer uh, for uh, Hot Shots Golf for like a year and a day since uh, the 90s on here. The only Hot Shots Golf they didn't develop was the first one. And so they've kind of separated from Sony and they have brought a new golf game out for the uh, Apple Arcade. So... So there's other games that uh, were included uh, in this drop, including some a Star Trek game, uh, Oregon Trail on there, and there was a new Taiko no Tachijin game, which is the uh, Drum Master game as well. So, you know, I just thought it was interesting. I know you both, you, Kev, and you, Des, own uh, Apple products, and I know... Uh, I don't know if some of these games might speak to you. I don't know if this is something that you'd be interested in or what's your take on Apple's initiative to bring these games out? Well, Apple? I've actually... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I mean, I've, I actually owned Apple Arcade for... Or, or used Apple Arcade for a while. And I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty fun um, for what you got. But then I realized that all of these games are going to come out on... Nintendo Switch or, or another platform. So part of me was just kind of like, well, you know, I don't, maybe I don't need to, you know, worry about it so much because it just seems like it's going to be out on on a system that I already play. So um, so I stopped. I literally just stopped um, uh, using the platform. Um, but I think it's great uh, that they're adding more uh, products to, and, you know, products to Apple Arcade. I think it's, I think they're really pushing their, their, um, uh, they're pushing to become something, I guess, better uh, than, than what they normally are. And I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I don't, uh, and for people who use Apple uh, Apple Arcade, I think they're super excited, and I'm I'm happy for them. But I, I, this doesn't make me want to go out and get Apple Arcade. No, not definitely not at all. But I just wish I had an iDevice myself because I would definitely want to play World of Demons. I definitely would want to play Fantasia and the new Clap Hands Golf. I mean, just go buy me. one, Joe. <laughs> just do it. It's not that hard. Just go go and buy one. 
Just go do it. Go do it. Cheap. Too cheap. I don't. I'm, I've been investing in Android since I've got my mobile phone. So it's now like the time. now is now is the time for change. Embrace change, Joe. <laughs> Embrace it. Do it. I'll come to your house and play play on your uh, Apple devices. Uh, you cannot play on my phone. Uh-uh. <laughs> I can't play yeah, on my phone. Do you phone. have an Apple tablet by chance? <laughs> you gotta ask Paul. That's his. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind, of, that's kind of funny. Finally, Joe's able to turn that table on me. Yes, Joe, you can come <laughs> you can play Apple games on our device. It's fine. <laughs> I'll play at your house. Yeah. You go, buddy. Miss you. How about, how about you, Kev? I mean, I know mobile game is not your bag, but... Yeah, I'm an Apple stand, but I won't be playing any of this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a MacBook Pro. I love it. I have a, a an iPad Pro 2019. I love it. Um, using that in my side project, they're wonderful devices. I've been on iPhone since the fourth generation or third generation, I think. Love the devices. They work. I don't have to fuss. No gus. I got a. I I've got a first generation uh, uh, iMac that I'm looking to replace here sometime in the near future. Love the devices. Are they overpriced? Yes, but mm-hmm. I think they're worth it. But I ain't playing no games on any of these devices because I know that's not what I use them for. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a Switch, I got a PS5, and at some point I'll have a Series X. That's and and a PC. That that's that's what I use for games. Not not this. Yeah, the only thing I can imagine if I had the, like a uh, Apple tablet, I would like just throw it on a table and grab a gamepad and go crazy. But I have no desire, even with the tantalizing lineup that they brought brought forth on Friday, to be rolling around playing on my five or six inch screen using touch controls. That could go die in a fire <laughs> for all. Uh, no, I mean you can get a so. you can like the pros come up to twelve inches. I mean you can get and they're 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 very big. A lot of screen space uh i almost yeah. went with the 12 with the with the uh, 12 inch ipad pro when i when i was buying mine but i i just i just didn't want to cough up that extra 300 dollars to to to, <laughs> to, yeah. to to increase my screen size from 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 10 to 12 it, it just didn't make any sense uh, same yeah. power just a bigger screen but yeah it, it, yeah I agree. But yeah, I'm out to queue up some Axl Rose power and have a little patience since no. these games that come out for another no. platform. So. But the one thing, that, yeah, exactly, they'll come out for another platform, and you have to think about it. if you do fall into the Apple ecosystem, you know, it's all high def, so your so so your eyes will thank you for it. Uh, I'll stick to my Google Pixel, thank you. My three hundred dollar, <laughs> like you know, hey, it's a, that's pricey for me. It's like I actually went up, uh, went up in in. Uh, the world by buying a three hundred dollar Google phone from my usual Motorola like throwaway. <laughs> he was sad, folks, and he he would not shut up about that. He was just like, "I gotta pay off for my phone," uh. <laughs> and I was like, "Really, really, dude?" He's just like, "Yeah, this is too much money." Ooh, ooh, sixty-five inch TV though. Mm. <laughs> priorities, yes, priorities. Oh, that TV. Mm. <laughs> priorities. Yes. Priorities, you you got that right, buddy. Um, anyway, all right. Well, next thing I'm going to talk about just um, briefly is uh, our good friend, the game we have known and loved for quite a bit of time, Earth Defense Force, uh, is releasing their voxel 
spinoff World Brothers on May 27th. So it's going to be out for PS4, uh, the Switch, and also coming out for PC in North America, Europe, and Asia. So it's getting a day one worldwide release. And those, so this is the game that kind of is EDF, but it has a Minecraft sheen for whatever reason <laughs> to it. So using voxels. And so, yeah, this game will be out and it's going to have like a full campaign. Um, you could play offline and two player split screen on PS4 and then four player land co-op on the Nintendo switch, which will require you and your friends that each have a Nintendo switch and a copy of EDF world brothers on there or you can play on pc on steam as well uh, for that so and uh looking at the screenshots and everything obviously uh, you know, it's something i'm probably gonna buy i mean i don't know if i asked for lego slash minecraft edf but <laughs> what you are you guys uh anticipating this or is it more like iron rain left that bad taste in your mouth and you you don't know <laughs> i just i don't know at this point i don't really know that's that's just me being completely open and transparent about it. I just do not know. I mean, I I saw it. It looked very very cutesy. So that's why I was kind of like, is this for kids? Is this is this a kid friendly version of killing giant monsters? Yeah, killing insects, or is this something else? You know, I, so again, I'm I'm just more confused by it, really. Just like it's more so a why, you know. <laughs> so I'm just like, why? So uh, <laughs> if, I mean, I I might pick it up and and we can play it together, Joe. I mean, it'll definitely be on a discount soon, so I'm not worried about that. Oh, you think it's going to be discounted pretty soon? Oh yeah, almost definitely. I'm kidding, please, please. Yes, it will be discounted. <laughs> Uh, I, I think they kept the price of EDF5 high for a while, so I'm not sure if D3 is going to relent in that aspect. But but the thing about it is they've they've literally in the past, what, two, maybe three years, have released three different EDF games in three different styles. The original style, that weird sort of like super hyper style, and then they have this really, I don't want to say dumbed down, but this really kind of like, you know, child type style. So part of me is just like, are they just experimenting and having fun with it? And that's what they're doing. Great. You know, more power to you. But wow. You know, I just, I don't know. I'm just a little taken aback by it. <laughs> gotcha. What about you, Kev? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right? Right? I Like, I look at it and I'm like, I don't know. Like, it looks like it could be fun. But at the same time, I'm just like, I, I just don't like, I just don't know if I'm going to be running around with like block shaped people when I can just play one that looks normal like i don't yeah, yeah. i don't get it i just don't yeah get it. yeah there might be other i games thought iron play. rain was going to be dope and i was completely wrong about that so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know well edf world brothers is coming out may 27th but there's another game as well coming around in the same time frame that we've all been looking forward to and that would be the game bio mutant on there but uh yes Biomutant comes out on May 25th, but there's a current hubbub about some of the pre-order bonuses. So basically what's going on with the game right now is that there is a character class in the game that is unfortunately locked behind a pre-order bonus 
uh, gated uh, situation. So basically, if you pre-order the digital or the collector's edition copies of the game, if you wanted to get the physical, you have to pre-order the collector's edition copies to be able to get the pre-order bonus to receive the mercenary character class on here. So if you buy a, uh, the regular physical edition of this game, you will not be able to obtain that character class in gameplay on there. So, wow, that's shady. Yeah, that's um, yeah. So, yeah, the mercenary is described as a special pre-order class in the trailer, though Biomutant confirmed it will be available after launch on Twitter. It's unclear if this means it will be paid DLC or if it will be provided as a free update. Given that pre-order bonuses are typically reserved for cosmetics, it's a contro controversial decision mm. on here. So, I mean, I'm trying to debate whether, okay, is this a game I'm just going to order digitally so I could get this character class? See, but wait, wait, you have to order it digitally to get it? Correct. You either have to get the digital pre-order for the game or get the collector's edition pre-orders on but there. The, so. So, okay, so the collector's edition is physical or just digital as well? Um, I believe the collector's edition is physical. So, huh? That's ah, uh, that's weird. As, yes. someone, as someone who's gonna get the game because I really want to play it, and I like the aesthetic, and I like the way it looks. I'm kind of torn because that's really kind of shady. You know? Yeah. Um, it's it, basically the mercenary class is a unique combination of perks on there. So I don't know what exactly the character class is in comparison to the other classes in the game, but. You know, it's just kind of a big faux pas, in my opinion, because of the fact that, you know, usually you're going to lock away, at the very most, cosmetics in a pre-order bonus. I mean, a pre-order bonus cosmetic is like, okay, eh, don't, don't really care. But when it's affecting the way the actually game plays on there and, the, like, kind of limiting your choice within the game itself, on there i know you especially for someone like you desmond you love to switch classes and check every class out and see what they have to kind of offer on there and so um yeah, this is a pain in the ass yeah yeah they did mention on youtube later in a comment uh, user asking about they said that the merc will be available later only digital or collector's edition pre-orders get it for pre-ordering unfortunately we cannot offer it for physical standard additions as a bonus is what they stated so mm. that was their statement mm. so. i'm not buying that i don't like that like i really do not like that it's not a good look mm. i don't is that going to steer you uh from buying <laughs> at this point i really don't know joe i mean i i i saw it in there and i looked at it and i'm like this is like this is really this is not a good look. Like, I, I don't know. I really don't know what to think about that, you know? Um, and, I mean, people are probably going to be like, you know, why are you getting up in arms? You will be able to get it. This is an incentive probably. This is probably an incentive because they don't lost so much money because it's been in production for a long time. And this is a way to, like, kind of sweeten that pot to get people to, to kind of fork over that money. But at the same time, if people had, had loyalty to, to the to the for the to the game you know why are you like why are you doing that and i, I just don't understand and then, and then they're saying well it's going to come out later well 
well, how much is it going to cost, you know, in order to do that? Because because since you're adding monetary value with it, by saying it it comes with this collector's edition, the collector's edition will likely be a little bit more expensive than the than the regular edition. So yeah, so, it comes out, so, so when it comes out later, it has to be of equal value, or the people who bought it or er, people who bought it earlier, the collector's edition will feel ripped off if 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 people that waited get it for a lesser value. You understand? Yeah. Uh, that's that's the slippery slope because because at first I was just like, you know, okay, you know, they're giving you an incentive to try to buy it sooner, okay, and it will be coming out later, okay. Well, then, am I what am I what am I missing out on? Um, like, what is what is the perceived value of this now? And if the perceived value is that you know, I'll have to wait to pay something that is a comparable price. Well, then. Eh, that sucks, but okay. But if I wait and it comes out as a free DLC, or if it comes out with um, tied to another DLC, you know, then I have to buy this DLC, and then I just get that. Then that's stupid because then you're getting, then you're actually paying more. You know, is it going to be a standalone thing? There's just way too many variables to really think about the value. Of this of this transaction, you know, yeah. um, and like, have they given prices for this, um, Joe? Like, what what is the the retail price versus the the um, the price of the uh, collector's edition? Because if it's uh, a, if it's like ten bucks, then it's like, okay, is that ten dollars negligible to wait to get it later when it's offered? you know, as digital content, you know, uh, it, I was going to mention that right now. The standard edition is fifty nine ninety nine. The collector's edition from THQ Nordic for Biomutant is one hundred and nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh, so. hell no. Kidding me. <laughs> In fact, they have an atomic collection to uh, Biomutant atomic uh, collection uh, edition edition that is three hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'll be playing fist. I'm good. Are are you kidding me with this? Like, okay. No, the 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 collector's edition wow. for Biomutant becomes it comes with a giant fabric poster and no. official soundtrack and a no. figurine and a premium box. So THQ no. Nordic is infamous for their uh, collector's no. edition titles. So. No, this is this is this is horrible. You know, I will. I, I don't know what I'm gonna. Wow. Wow, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still out. I'm still eager I'm to play out. the game. I want to play I, the actual game. I want to but... play the game too, but damn, that's that's wow, wow. I just, I'm just kind of curious <laughs> how many actual character classes are in the game, and if there's only like three, and this is a fourth one that's left out, then that's a big deal. If there's like you know wow. eight or nine different character classes, then it'd be a whole other thing in a nutshell. So, so you're but, charging me full price for the game. Oh. For the standard game, and you're hiding a class behind a behind a paywall. Yeah, so either you got to get the paywall. That's roughly fifty dollars more. Fifty dollars more. Like like the sculpt, the sculpt, the wall scroll. All that shit only probably adds up to like maybe fifteen twenty dollars. Oh, the markup is the markup is unreal. Oh or, wow! Or you, or you could buy the digital edition for fifty nine ninety nine day one and get the mercenary class. So oh, that's so crazy. That is, that is, that is nasty. That's that so crazy. That is so crazy to me. Like I, I, I'm at a wow. wow. I got Ratchet and Clank coming. I got Fist coming. I got my anthropomorphic <laughs> animals covered. I don't need Bio Mutant. I'm good. 
Wow. I, I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do. That's wow, what a what a way to what a way to close out the news, Joe. Wow. Just I know, it's just yeah. negative Nancy over here, right? Wow. No, it's not your fault. It's just this is looking at this these this this, this THQ Nordic bullshit. That's mm, maybe maybe it'll be day one on Games Pass. You never know. Then oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, you yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See that? That's pretty funny. That was pretty good. Let, 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 let Uncle Phil pay for that upgrade. I'm good. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you'll get the mercenary class and get a day one on Games Pass because. <laughs> wow. you know, it's like I doubt I'll have an Xbox by then. By the time this game comes out, so it's like. Uh, it's just, it's just. I know we circle back to the Xbox story, but I'm thinking every game from here on out, people are going to be expecting for free on Games Pass from yep. here on out. So, well, when you train your customer base to not want to buy games and to view buying games as a negative, yeah, of course they're just going to stand by and wait for it to come to Game Pass. Agreed. Why wouldn't they? The, the, you know, it's the, it's the Pavlovian effect. They've been trained not to want to buy games, even the games that they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's like you hear them say, oh, man, if I'd have just waited, it, it was on Game Pass. I just bought this game last week. Why are you mad you bought something that gives you that that you're enjoying, that gives you joy? Why are you upset that you spent your hard earned money on something that you find worthwhile? I just can't I just, I just can't understand that why they just can't give it away as a code. You know, as a code, as a pre-order. Why? Why are you tying it to this the digital? This because they shady. Yeah, because yeah, like it just seems like I don't. I honestly do not understand how how hard it is to give a code. You know, to 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 entice people to pre-order it. Like I don't. I don't understand that. Like I just. Mm. It's been done before. It's super easy to do, in my opinion. Although I'm again, I'm not a. I don't make games, but wow, this is. Yeah. They are aiming for EA's most hate, most hated game company with this. Wow, this is this. I, I don't know. They've been quiet on uh, Twitter since this. Yeah, tweet. I'd be quiet too. Yeah, I'd be quiet too. That's that's rough. Yikes. Maybe so. they'll call. Maybe they'll call correct it at some point. We'll see. It's the hope, buddy. This is the hope. Just, I know. I've been. We've been waiting for this game to come out for quite a bit of time. So it's like you know. Whew, okay. All right. That's the news. <laughs> All right. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to you want to use. If you've heard something that you want to respond to, or if you would even like to be on our show and be interviewed to get your opinions about our favorite hobby of gaming out to our listeners, you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We also have a social, our social media accounts. We gaming vessels can be found on Twitter at gaming vessels. We also have our individual accounts. I can be found on Twitter at shownuff seventy one. That is S H O N U double F the number seventy one. On PlayStation Network, I can be found at shownuff seven. Same spelling with the number seven. On Xbox uh, Live, I can be found at shownuff zero seven one. Same spelling with zero seven one at the end. And on Switch, uh, da, 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 I actually have my Switch code, which is 7658-2155-3309. And we are playing Monster Hunter Rise, so hopefully we get some some rounds in on that game. 
So, Trader Joe, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, forwarding contest entries at Joe Fungul. To me. J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. <laughs> oh, if I have to mention a friend and, and subtweet a friend, you are my friend, buddy. Mm-hmm. You, you get the full benefit of my friendship with my uh, f- tweet forwards. <laughs> awesome. Yay. Yay. PSN and Steam, you can find me at the username Kaminagara, K-A-M. U-N-A-G-A-R-A and Xbox, you could find me, same username, Kuminagara6995. My Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409. All right, Dez, where can they get a hold of you at, man? <clears throat> All right, y'all, you can find me on PSN at N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. That's Nemo Tigger. You can find me on Nintendo. I have my friend code, too. Uh, 5280 six six seven four four five one nine and you can find me on twitter at the nemo six t-h-e-n-e-m-o-s-i-x i do have a steam account but i do not remember what it is but i'll have it for you next time um but yeah i'll look at, the, uh, I'll look at that right now sir oh my god look at this man he's so doom, awesome doom, 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 doom. you are nemo tigger on steam n-e-m-o-t-g-g-r there you go everybody i i you can find me on those places and again as always uh please uh just say a note how you how you know us from like uh, this is your podcast or something that way we're we're talking to people not bots because we don't like bots here so nothing against bots but they they know why (laughs) absolutely and be sure to set your notifications on spotify and be notified of our new episodes releasing as soon as they come out because we are also on that format as well. So that's going to bring Gaming Vessels episode 119 to a close. Uh, We are recording on April 3rd, which is a Saturday. So for our listeners who observe Easter, we want to wish you a happy Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Oh, so for Trader Joe, who is the Food Max of Gaming, who will help maximize your gaming dollar, and for Dez, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. Cat Daddy, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy, we will bid you adieu until our next episode. Peace!